Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America. On air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show on Newsmax Radio. Newsmax Radio Division actually created for this radio program. I know, I know. It's kind of, it's kind of cool. Hi, uh, welcome to it. So um, we've got a lot of stuff on the plate today. I do want to start off with just a headline that I got a few minutes ago. Normally, I don't breaking news. I don't do that kind of thing. But uh, San Francisco police have arrested a fellow tech exec for stabbing in the murder of uh, Cash App owner Bob Lee. So. Uh, this doesn't take away from the fact that uh, San Francisco has been made into a crime-ridden hellhole, but apparently the uh, the founder of Cash App, Bob Lee, who was uh, frightened, actually, to return to San Francisco from Miami, where he and his family lived, police have yet to confirm an identity for the suspect, but Mission Local reports he was uh, a fellow uh, tech executive who lives in the Bay Area. Which uh, kind of makes sense. It's uh, they, they they were at a conference and uh, Lee was in town for that. Uh, the pair were seen leaving a car together around two thirty in the morning, moments before the stabbing. So uh, anyway, details are coming on that uh, as we get them. As we get them, another another breaking headline. Uh, no one at the senior level was aware that Bud Light had made the mistake of partnering with trans influencer Dylan Mulvaney. Now uh, Anheuser Busch has lost six billion dollars in uh, in a couple of days here by the way and it's kind of funny because they had this new advertising executive came in and she was like a typical karen she was going to come in and save everything that wasn't broken that's what uh, karens do karens uh, like for instance when uh, when uh, george floyd was murdered in minneapolis there was a karen a bunch of karens who jumped in and said oh you little black people we need to get rid of all the police that'll help everything and then people in the inner cities are like oh, no 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 we we kind of the police actually they we like to call them when there's robberies and stuff. And they're like, no, 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 I've got this. And while we're at it, since George Floyd died and we're making decisions for you, you little people of color, uh, let's go ahead and get rid of uh, Uncle Ben, because Uncle Ben is, is surely, surely a racist symbol of the past. Well, no, 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 Uncle Ben, we buy the rice all the time. We don't have a problem with Uncle Ben's rice. Well, then, then, then we're going to have to get rid of Aunt Jemima. Aunt Jemima has to go away. She is a stereotypical uh, person of color. We have to get, no, 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 we we actually like Aunt Jemima. We, you know, we don't even mind it not one little bit that Aunt Jemima's on the box. In fact, the relatives of Aunt Jemima, uh, really, they used to have parades in the town. And Aunt Jemima, when she was alive, would be the 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 grand marshal of the parade in Aunt Jemima's hometown because Aunt Jemima was such a big deal. No, 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 no. We white Karens, we have all of this. So what this uh, Bud Light executive uh, jumped in and decided to do, even though she was a party girl in college. There's actually some footage of her uh, doing shots out of a condom. Who the hell does that? What? What? I mean, I know it's been a while since I was in college, but... uh, 
Yeah. So anyway, uh, this this woman uh, Heinerscheid decided she would come in and and change everything because of the frat boy appearance of Bud Light, uh, failing to realize, uh, as she said, that it's a, a branded decline that it is the flagship beer of Anheuser Busch. It's the biggest seller of Anheuser Busch. And uh, and by the way, uh, last year Anheuser Busch saw its profits rise above expectations to more than seven percent in the first quarter of 2023 until. Some jackweed decided to take a dude who's been a woman supposedly for 365 days and uh, and make this person into a spokesperson for Bud Light, a, a beer that even if you've seen the commercial with Dylan Mulvaney, there's no way that Dylan Mulvaney drinks Bud Light. It just It's just so stupid. By the way. Uh, in, in its last uh, month in uh, in core profit, uh, Anheuser Busch made four point nine five million billion dollars, and uh, Bud Light was the big brand. So what they're doing now, I guess, is blaming some low level uh, marketing person for this and saying it was unintentional. So I guess that's a, how they're going to try and save the brand. Uh, how about just an apology to Bud Light drinkers? Man, we were really wrong there. We were sorry that we, uh, you know, we, we ticked off so many uh, men who drink the beer and also the women they love and the women who drink the beer. Uh, we were sorry about uh, misplacing them with an insult to women, a cartoon character of women, and uh, making them a, uh, a spokesperson for a Bud Light. So we'll see what happens. But so far, they've lost about uh, $5 billion bucks. That's a lot of crappy beer. I'm going to tell you right now, 5 billion dollars worth of Bud Light is a whole lot of crappy beer. And I say that because uh, I just uh, stopped drinking Bud Light when I started tasting good beer. <laughs> that's, that's what I, I did. Nothing against the... No, I'm just kidding. I, I used to drink Bud Light. I just don't drew light beer anymore. I don't drink anymore, actually. But I, when I drink a beer, I like a beer that's hearty and flavorful. Uh, you know, I like your uh, your stouts, you know, your oatmeal stouts, your, uh, you know, whatever, uh, your, your Guinness. I like that to some degree. And I also like the, uh, uh, particularly uh, Hefeweizen, which is a wheat beer. Was my favorite go-to was a half of Ison, which is a lighter beer, but has a whole heck of a lot more flavor than uh, than Bud Light. But if you drink Bud Light, that's your deal. I don't even care. You drink what you got to drink. That's all I care. Here's the good news of the day. You ready for this? And uh, this story probably might be buried uh, deep in the recesses of another radio program, not even brought up today. But uh, there were 50 years of threats that if Roe v. Wade were gotten rid of, that women would die by the thousands in back alley abortions. There would be, it would be a bloodbath. They would literally, there would be Ford uh, Econoline vans that looked like the van that Buffalo Bill drove in Silence of the Lambs. And there'd be a abortionist in there saying, here, help me with my couch. And, you know, and that was going to happen all over the place. Well, uh, this is now going on about 300 and some odd days since uh, Roe v. Wade was gotten wit rid of. And uh, I'm just going to look through the paper again today here that I have in front of me. And uh, not one single back alley abortion with a coat hanger. Not one single one. And uh, let me look here real quick. Looking for emergency room visits for women with botched abortions. And, uh, well, I'm not seeing any of that either. 
it's kind of weird. It's like the left, what they do is they just, they, they create a big uh, boogeyman or they, they create fear like, I don't know, the world is going to end and, and uh, global warming and then global cooling and now just climate change. And unless you spend lots of money and buy a stupid poser EV car that the world's going to end. And uh, here with Roe v. Wade for 50 years, women are going to be forced back into the back alley abortion and you won't be able to find a wire hanger anywhere. And, and you know, and dry cleaners will run out of wire hangers because of all the back alley abortions with wire hangers. And, and it hasn't happened. No, what, what has happened? Well, I guess this is kind of cool. I mean, unless you're a Democrat. Um, 32,000 babies have been spared death at the hands of abortionists since Roe v. Wade. Huh? That's, that's crazy. So 32,000 little cute babies have been born since Roe v. Wade. That's, that's a, I mean, that's a national tragedy, isn't it? Uh, no, and it's wonderful, actually. It's kind of it's wonderful. And I'll go ahead and flash my badge. Uh, I've been pro-life uh, all my life. Uh, part of it was that I was Catholic and part of it that I was adopted. And then I believe that God uh, told me about five years ago where I came from. And uh turns out that I was the most abortable. Not affordable. <laughs> I was the most abortable. I was a product of a sexual assault. The only regret is I, I wish I could have thanked my biological mother before she passed. I, I I would have liked to have told her. Thank you for carrying me. It must have been it must have been uh, uh unbelievably awful experience. So anyway, so there you go. Uh, hundreds of pro-life groups and institutions have been tracking, uh, attacked by uh, pro-abortion terror groups since the Roe v. Wade overturning. There's been a whole lot of that. But a new report from the Society of Family Planning, an international pro-abortion nonprofit, um, uh, indicated that since the Dobbs decision, the average number of abortions observed in the pre-Dobbs period, there were 32,260 cumulative fewer abortions in the last year. And that's from uh, uh, the pro-abortion nonprofit. So they've really got to be licking their wounds. They hate live births of babies. The uh, Society of Family Planning report claimed that the national abortion rate fell from 13.2 per 1,000 women of reproductive age, which I think if you're a man now, can't you have a baby? You know, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, anyway, to, uh, to 12.3, so it dropped a little bit. There are some uh, uh, states that have really restrictive uh, abortion laws like Missouri and Kentucky and South Dakota and Iowa and Texas and Alabama and all that stuff, um, and uh, you could still have an abortion. If you if you live in a state that restricts abortion, you're just going to have to go to another state. It's just the way it is. And then there's a, what was in Texas. They uh, they banned the abortion pill, which would mean that a person who wanted to take an abortion pill would have to go out of state to get the abortion pill, which is what I had to do to get ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Isn't that weird? I mean, every state basically in the country just suddenly decided to ban hydroxychloroquine and uh, and ivermectin without any data on it at all. And so I had to go to Florida and get it. So abortion is still safe and legal. It's just not happening as much. Yay! Yay, babies! Yay, babies! Yay, babies! <clears throat> 5,000 fewer women are getting abortions each month. 
Uh, here it says, here it says there were a total of 77,000 abortions per month from July to December last year, down from 82,000 before the landmark ruling. The uh, June Supreme Court uh, decision uh, overturned the 1973 Roe v. Wade, guaranteed access to abortion up until the point at which the fetus could survive out the, outside the womb. And that has gotten earlier all the time, by the way, thanks to incredible hospitals, thanks to the Children's uh, Miracle Network. Babies are able to survive out of the womb and be completely healthy. It's it's pretty amazing. It's it's pretty amazing. So there's the there's the bad news for the left that uh, babies are surviving birth and going on to be people. <clears throat> kind of well, they are people in the womb. They're just little bitty people. <laughs> this is just this is just uh, remarkable. Um, the controversial ruling was slammed by the pharmaceutical industry with regard to the <clears throat> the abortion medications in. Uh, in Texas, and the study about this is that people of color are, are and people working to make ends meet have been impacted the most, having to carry them babies to full terms and have families. Those unable to overcome uh, overcome travel barriers are likely those with the fewest socioeconomic resources. Even small declines in the abortion rate still translate into enormous life impacts for those affected. So, uh, apparently, for the baby being born, not so bad, but the people who have the baby, it's just terrible. Just awful, the birth of a baby. Oh, my God, what a, what a terrible tragedy. Well, I think it's great news. I think that's, uh, that's glorious. And uh, <clears throat> if I'm not mistaken, uh, for the last 50 years, Republicans have been going to Washington, T.C., saying they're going to do something about Roe v. Wade, and they've never done anything. They just paid it lip service. And uh, it took one guy with, uh, you know, a fake tan and a big old comb over to go to Washington, D.C. and do what he said he was going to do. It's kind of crazy. So uh, coming up next, Joe Biden goes to uh, Ireland, and he says he's English, and then he uh, gets led around by his uh, crack-addicted uh, son. So we got that. Uh, we got a new poll coming out of South Carolina that shows that uh, Donald Trump has beaten everybody, including Nikki Haley there. Uh, and now it looks like a couple Democrats are saying that Dianne Feinstein does not have the ability to lead, and she needs to go. And she's saying at age 90 that uh, she just needs somebody to fill in for a while. (laughs) So here's the number if you want to chime in, guys. It is 800-922-6680. That's 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. He's the best thing to come out of Iowa since Superman and Captain Kirk. It's the Rob Carson Show. There is some debate as to where Superman came from. Some people are saying Superman came from Kansas. That's where I live, in Kansas. I know, I know. Every day I wake up and go, I'm in Kansas anymore. So uh, Americans are more concerned about inflation, the economy, and drug use. Those are the things. It's not about green energy. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's not about green energy, and it's not about ensuring that children can be transgender. 61% of us say they're worried about inflation a great deal. That reflects a two-point increase from the 59% from the same time last year. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, the unemployment unemployment ticked up. Yeah, it ticked up to 239000 the highest since January of 2022. So it's been, uh, wow, the highest uh, job uptick. In about uh, a year, a little over a year, what, a year and three months? That's kind of interesting, isn't it? And and I've said for the last uh, few months the reason why the people are going back to work and why the unemployment number is so low is because, and here's a simple exercise for you, um, I'm going to show you how to increase your business 
100% in your company. Are you ready? No matter what you operate, no matter what you do, if you have customer service, you have a restaurant, you have a yarn store. I don't know why I said yarn store. We got a yarn store near my house. I don't know what the, they, they sell yarn. Okay, whatever. If they can do it, that's fine. Um, but, uh, but if you are closed on Sunday and you open up Monday morning and a customer comes in and buys anything that you make a profit on, your profits have increased 100% since the day before. That's what happened when the economy reopened after government forced everybody to shut down their businesses. People went back to work. And uh, and then these uh, uh, giant unemployment benefits that the government was subsidizing to keep people from not working during COVID, which resulted in some people making more on unemployment, like my sister, who manages a Jacques Penney, J.C. Penney, she was making more on unemployment, and she didn't want to not work. The, the business said, no, you got to go home. We're shutting down the store. So she said, I got to do something. She made more on unemployment. So a, a lot of people, uh, you know, stayed out. And then when they came back, they realized, holy crap, look at the prices on everything. And then... They realized that the job they used to have wasn't enough to pay the bills. So the unemployment rate ticked down because people had to do two or three things. I know. Been there. Done that. Americans far less concerned, uh, uh, concerned with the state of the economy during President Trump's four years in office. 2017, when Trump assumed office, 46% said they were worried a great deal about the economy. The figure dropped to 34 in 2018, 33 in 2019 and 2020 because he was doing a good job as a president, you see. Then COVID happened. And uh, Joe Biden has been uh, a suck fest ever since. The figure dropped to forty nine. The figure jumped to forty nine percent in twenty twenty one, and has risen to where it is now, which is sixty one percent of people are concerned about the economy. Because uh, you know, like yesterday, I told my wife about the price of eggs. She doesn't do any of the shopping. I said, "Oh yeah." She said, "You're kidding." I said, "No, no, no. That's what they cost now." <laughs> Here are the other things people are much less concerned about, uh, including. Um, Quality of the environment, whatever the hell that is. Race relations, possibility of a terrorist attack. All of those are down compared to uh, last year. And the, and the President of the United States went over to uh, Ireland. Ireland, for some reason. Uh, I found out when I uh, did my uh, uh, my Ancestry DNA test that I am. I always thought I was Irish and English. It turns out I'm English and Irish. But uh, President Joe Biden, attempting to pay tribute to his Irish rugby player cousin, managed to mix up the world-famous New Zealand team with an infamous group of constables known for their brutality during the Irish War for Independence, the Black and Tans. You thought it was a beer. You thought it was a, uh, a Guinness and another lighter beer. But it's not. Apparently they are uh, the black and tans part of officers who were overwhelmingly British and were recruited to bolster the numbers of the uh, Royal uh, Irish Constabulary in Ireland. And they were known for their brutality against the Irish. So that was kind of a mistake to refer to the team as the black and tans. I'm so proud to be here. So proud to be in Louth. So proud to be with... I don't want to ruin the reputation, but the Carnies are relatives. <laughs> oh, God, we're related, please. <laughs> we take great faith. And the closing comment I make, you see this tie I have with the shamrock on it? This was given to me by one of these guys. 
right here was a hell of a rugby player. And they beat the hell of the black and tans. Oh, God. But, but. Yeah, the black and tans, they were actually the, uh, uh, they were the notorious um, uh, police force uh, that were known for their brutality. So, And then they made it into a beer. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, I've also got uh, Joe Biden claiming he's English. That's, that's next. And then, uh, and then some terrific uh, audio from uh, Donald Trump. He was on with Tucker Carlson, said some pretty, pretty interesting things about dealing with uh, the world's leaders and how effective he was. And, uh, and then also, Elon Musk did an interview with the BBC. I shared some yesterday, but it got really good. He called out the BBC and the corporate media in a way you wouldn't even imagine. That's coming up. This is the Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, it's Carson for Gold Alliance. If you're concerned about how Washington's latest shenanigans may impact your financial future, this is an important message to hear because right now we have a stock market correction. We got high inflation, Fed rate hikes happening all the time. Some experts say a recession may sweep the nation, and folks who fail to prepare may face challenging times ahead, while gold owners may have a historic opportunity to grow richer. Now, if you'd like to learn a simple way you can diversify with gold before an economic downturn comes, if you'd like to put yourself on the road to financial peace of mind, the new 2023 Gold Guide from our friends at Gold Alliance can show you how. Here's what you got to do. Just go to www.freegoldguide.com slash Carson freegoldguide.com slash Carson, or you can write down this number, 800-247-9236, 800-247-9236, or again, go to freegoldguide.com slash Carson. His first grade teacher said he talked out of turn. Worse after he's missed a day. Well, things haven't changed. It's the Rob Carson Show. If you would like to write me, uh, here's the new email. It is Carson at Newsmax.com. Carson at Newsmax.com is the... Uh, Here's the new email, and uh, try to keep it brief if you can. Uh, got a lot of, uh, getting a lot of emails from uh, folks. Here's one. Uh, I'm a native Nashvilleian for 79 years. I listened to your show for Friday, laughed my socks off. I've been very proud of our legislature after uh, forgetting uh, their their uh, gonads going. Not sure what that means. I'm disgusted, though. I found out that uh, district councils for Dems expelled can reinstate them. Now, we're talking about the two uh, uh, children who were reinstated to the Tennessee a uh, legislature, uh, Justin Pearson's one of them, and uh, and uh, they, they uh, I've got some news from them this morning, including how much Justin Pearson has changed who he is to appeal to uh, uh, unintelligent uh, voters, and I'm going to share that uh, very shortly. But both of the two who were booted were reinstated, and uh, I hope they get booted again. I really do. I hope they do. I, no, actually, I just hope they try what they just did again. Just try and l just let them do. That and watch the Tennessee House descend into abject chaos, and let that be a uh, a message to every other state house who does this uh, stupid stuff. Yeah, it's kind of stupid. Here's another one from uh, Daniel. 
Hey, Rob, love your show. You were the only one that uh, pulled up the slack for me after Rush left us. I listen daily and am very informed conservative Christian living in a blue state of New Mexico. Ugh. Uh, I'm feeling more and more like Anne Frank hiding with her diary in the attic. Dear God, help us. Well, you know what? You gotta be, uh, you gotta stay positive. Do what you can to stay positive because, um, every day when I come in here, I look at some of the things that are happening that are positive. There are negatives. Don't get me wrong. Having these two buffoons uh, reinstated to the Tennessee legislature doesn't uh, doesn't help, but uh, most people who see them and hear them speak realize what buffoons they are. So, uh, you know, uh, eventually it'll all... Uh It'll, we're going to win. Good is going to win. I have a I have a feeling good is going to win, but unfortunately, we have to um, we have to go through some trials and tribulations in the meantime. That's the thing that uh, stinks the most about it is the left is putting us through this. Then, unfortunately, um, you know we're having to suffer through it. Now, uh, the Federal Reserve. Economists are projecting that the uh, recent banking crisis will trigger a recession. Well, no kidding. Uh, you know, you heard about the Silicon Valley Bank and the Signature Bank. That collapsed, the, the second and third largest bank collapsed in U.S. history, and it just kind of went away because they're using our money to pay off all of the depositors, including Chinese nationals, uh, for their, their malfeasance and their irresponsibility. Well, sooner or later, it's gonna, that's going to trickle down to you and me. It's going to mean more money has to be printed to bail these people out. But that's what they're saying. The Federal Reserve, they're, uh, they're geniuses in charge of the Federal Reserve. And they say that uh, a recession is going to be starting later this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was happening last year, but they changed the definition of recession. Remember that? In a recession, they changed the definition. So uh, chances are we're already in one. They're just saying we aren't. Let's go to Eileen in Santa Cruz. She has something she wants to say today. Hello, Eileen. How are you? <laughs> Great, Rob. Thank Good. you for taking oh. Yeah, so where in Kansas are you? I am in the uh, Kansas side of Kansas City. On the Kansas side of Kansas City? Yeah, it's a, it's a verb called Olathe. Olathe. Olathe, not Olathe. It's Olathe. 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 Yes. Okay. <laughs> and, um, so right here on the beach, by the way. Go ahead, sorry. What's that? Right here on the beach. I got a, I got a beachfront home in Olathe. Okay. <laughs> we live really close to the beach, too. All right. Uh, yeah, like a block and a half away. But uh, yeah. anyways, I just wanted to say, first of all, um, that you, uh, we're so glad, Rob, that you made it through your, first of all, that you were created, even though you you were created under um, stressful circumstances. And yeah. we, we, too, are very grateful that your mother carried you to full term and that you made it through the pregnancy and, and that you're here with us today because you you are um, you are just a blessing to me every day. You make me belly laugh every day. You you educate me and and make me laugh. And and laughter is good medicine. So you're like a doctor of laughter. <laughs> well, you know, I do try to inoculate people against the stupid. And yeah, I think we're exactly. we're beginning to have some exactly. we're we're showing some inroads on that. We're we're showing some improvement. The stupid yes, is not spreading. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And then um it, it said that Trump impersonator, he is amazing. I literally thought it was Trump. I know that is that is my buddy uh Sean Farish. Isn't he good? Wow. 
Yeah. Here, yeah, let me please. give you, let me give a little sample of him. Hold on, let's see if I got him here. Um, okay. Because uh, you got to hear if you if you missed it yesterday, because everybody it was so funny because I put up on Rumble, I put up uh, the uh, the audio uh, of uh, of Trump supposedly appearing on my show yesterday, and um, uh, the people said, "Well, it's not Trump." I said, "Well, yeah, that's because it's a Trump impersonator. That's the that is the uh, the deal." Oh, I can't seem to find it here. Um, oh, here, hold on one second. Hold on a second. Um, hold on. Uh, got I'll give you a, a uh, example of him. This this is uh, his his voice singing. By the way, let me just play a little bit of this. Can't touch me. My 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 rallies are so large. Makes the devs say, "Oh my God, thank you for blessing me with the gift of gab and the hot wife." There you go. Right? I mean, amazing. He's the best. That's why he's on the show. Even better than the the music, um, you know, that you played one of his songs after the interview, and I. But I, during the interview, I could not believe it. I thought that that's got to be him. And then I know that he had called you, yes, uh, and told you he was uh, sad to hear that your mother had passed. And I was yeah. like, well, you know, Rob's in contact with him. Maybe that really was. Trump. Yeah. No, was, no, no, that was that was not Trump. That was Sean Farish. Trust me, when I have Trump on the show, you'll know it's Trump. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I, 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 I appreciate your thoughts, and and I, I hope you uh, appreciated the fact that I opened the show today with the fact that thirty six thousand or more babies have been uh, born uh, since Roe v. Wade was repealed, and no women have died in back alley abortions. I I think that's kind of important. I would I'd call that a pretty that's that's kind of good news, wouldn't you say? I would say absolutely. And then I, I wanted to share. Um, uh, I, so I terminated a pregnancy um, many years ago, like over 40 years ago, before I became a Christian, and I was in the middle of a divorce, and uh, I, I found out that I was had gotten pregnant again, and my daughter was only like eight months old at the time. So uh, I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, how is this, how is this going to work? I thought I was going to end up in a mental institution because I didn't know how to trust God. Yeah, at that time, yeah. that, that was one of the biggest regrets of my life. And well, Eileen, Eileen, out there listening. Uh, uh, yeah. And I want you to finish that thought. But um, I know this this happens with uh, most women who have abortions. They they think about it and, it, and it stays with them forever. Um, yeah. You you probably did not have a lot of help. Um, a lot of the times, uh, abortion is the simplest option, and a lot of the times, the men in the women's lives are saying, "I'll pay for the abortion, but I ain't helping raise that kid." You know, and right. that's been happening. That abortion is birth control. Yeah. It always has been a birth a birth control yes. for for men who are irresponsible and uh, and and for women as a as a solution. And a lot of times, they just don't have any help, and they're and they're moved in that direction. And then when they choose the abortion then they end up regretting it go ahead eileen sorry about that yeah i've heard like 30 percent of the women have abortions because they are pressured into it by the men yeah. in their lives oh i don't doubt that one yeah. little bit uh, of course it is yeah. it's it's i i remember when i was in college i had a college classmate her name was nancy and she got impregnated by her boyfriend jeff and i remember um uh, she decided she was a good catholic and she decided that despite the shame and telling her parents that she was pregnant that she'd have the baby and uh, that that young man is in his 30s now and but i'll tell you his his 
his father, the, the grandfather and the father of the child, both were like, we'll pay for the abortion. Let's get it done. We want you to yep. get this abortion. He is not going to yep. raise the baby. We're not going to have anything to do with the baby. And that is, there, mm-hmm. there are a lot of responsibility with regard to abortion going to the men who, uh, yeah. who did the act yeah. of making a baby but didn't want to accept the responsibility of it. Yes, that's true. And I think it's a big problem in the churches. They say that uh, one out of three women has had abortions, and they never talk about it. Like what you were saying, there's so much shame wrapped up in it. You know, the, people are not getting free. They're not, they're, yeah. And, and then, and then Eileen, and then Eileen, you've got the left attacking churches and uh, pro-life uh, centers, which is evil. I mean, if you're you're an evil sob, if you attack a crisis pregnancy center, you are an, a you are a minion of Satan. There's no doubt about it. That's right. Yeah, it's sacrifice. It's child sacrifice. This is nothing new. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, Eileen, thank you. God bless you. Have a glorious day. God bless you too. And, and and realize, you know, what happened forty years ago is done. There, you know, and and you've you paid your penance for it. And uh, and you know, all you can do is is uh, lead a better life, the best life you can to make up for it. That's that's the way we all are. So, uh, God bless you. Appreciate it. Every day, that's what I do. I mean, I made a lot of mistakes in my life, but every day since, uh, you know, I had a miraculous thing happen to me a few years ago, uh, a miraculous healing in my life. And I've devoted, my life is devoted to uh, making up for the mistakes I've made. I didn't murder anybody, uh, but I was not the best person I could be for a number of reasons. And so, you know, got a new chance, got a new lease on life, or in my case, a leash. So uh, Joe Biden is over there in uh, Ireland, and uh, his son Hunter was over there, and yesterday Hunter became his caregiver. Did you see this? Hunter Biden was there as his caregiver, leading his dad around and barking at his dad when he'd strayed. It was I posted the video on social media yesterday, uh, Twitter, a Rob Carson show, also Getter and Truth Social. Joe Biden's gone. I mean, his brain is gone. And and Hunter Biden is leading him around like a, a helpless child staring into oblivion. And he got asked a question by a kid yesterday, what's the key to success? And uh, Joe Biden's is uh, fool people into voting for you and lying your entire life and, you know, graft and payoff and corruption. But he didn't understand the question. Here is Hunter Biden leading his old man around. Yeah. He said, Dad, you got a question over there. The kid says, what's your uh, secret to success? And he said, uh, making sure we all don't get COVID. Okay, Grampy. Well, we've had a nice visit. We'll see you at Thanksgiving. That's Hunter coming over saying, no, no, Dad, no, Dad, Dad, here, here, smelling salts. S- smell this. Here, here you go. Here you go. No, he's asking about your secret to success. Because the key to success. You know what I found out the key to success is? What's that? And I'm not sure I'm the best guy to explain it. These guys can tell you. The whenever you disagree with someone, it's okay to question their judgment, whether they're right or wrong. But it's never okay to question their motive. Okay, and this is why apparently he called uh, Trump supporters MAGA fascists and enemies of democracy. 
I guess. Yeah, his uh, his uh, words are as empty as his big old head. Oh, and here he is yesterday saying that he was English. He was uh, talking about how he's English instead of Irish, even though he's in Ireland. And uh, he brought back a book with a, a, a photograph on the front of the book. A, a, it had been just reprinted, the book, of a the somewhat stout British captain in his quarters with a big bulldog sitting next to him. Who's that? And his name was Captain George Biden. There's Captain George Biden. Yeah, he's Irish now. He's Filipino a couple weeks ago. And... I'm afraid that poor Joe Biden, his faculties are sliding. Yes, it's a sad refrain. He was a truck driver for a while there. On the edge, watch him teeter. He would be a better leader if he only had a brain. He was perfect. At one point, that non existent hand he's shaking, and all the gaffes Joe's making, his supporters can't explain. When he speaks, it's a gamble. I bet he wouldn't ramble if he only had a brain. He does, it's just broken. Oh, I can't tell you why Joe Biden somehow got elected. Just hope November 8th. He and his kind will be rejected. Two years from now. Joe Biden, he's so dense, he doesn't have the sense to come in from the rain. He's worse than Jimmy Carter, but I bet he'd be much smarter if he only had a brain. All right, so coming up, uh, a little bit more on uh, J.B. Uh, Hunter Associate visited the White House more than 80 times while his dad was VP, and then uh, the new Democrats are calling for Dianne Feinstein to uh, resign, and uh, new polling with regard to Donald Trump um, not looking good for the rest of the pack. This is the Rob Carson Show. Time to put critical race theory in critical condition. It's the Rob Carson Show. I love me some Led Zeppelin. Whole lot of loves, uh, I believe, the greatest rock song ever recorded. Rock and roll is very good, obviously. Uh, kind of like my, I like my rock. I like my rock. So, uh, uh, Joe Biden, uh, has been busted removing, uh, President Trump's executive privilege in order to raid Mar-a-Lago. So, yeah, this is a full-blown attempt to prevent Donald Trump from running again. And, uh, the FBI is involved. They were also involved in attempting to throw the 2016 election, successfully 2020. And now, uh, doing the same thing. And, uh, the guy in the White House right now needs to be impeached and removed from office. Or removed with the 25th Amendment. Either one of those, I'll just say it right now. He uh, needs to be removed from office before he can complete his term. So uh, Joe Biden was behind the raid. He had uh, to remove President Trump's executive privilege so the raid could occur. According to attorney Mike Davis, who was uh, talking to Fox News, he pointed out the raid was unprecedented, unnecessary, unlawful. President Trump had the Presidential Records Act that followed, allowed him to take whatever documents he wanted, classified or not, with him to Mar-a-Lago when he left the White House. There must have been a major reason why Biden and A.G. Garland would raid the president's iconic home to take do documents from President Trump. Well, it's because they want to take him out. That's it. That's it. You see, the FBI attained access to the records through a special access request from the Biden White House on behalf of the Department of Justice, the corrupt DOJ. It appears that the Biden White House and DOJ coordinated to obtain the Trump records and perhaps create a pretext for the law enforcement raid by a way of special access request. Yeah. 
corrupt as the day is long. The swamp needs to be figuratively blown up, rebuilt, paved over, and rebuilt. Memos released last August also revealed the Biden House worked directly with the DOJ and the National Archives, another institute that is now completely corrupt and political, to instigate a criminal investigation into Trump's handling of documents. And what do you do when you go after Donald Trump? He becomes stronger. I mean, much, much, much stronger. Uh, in fact, uh, polling is showing uh, him pulling away. Including uh, this, uh, Trump dominates in South Carolina. You're thinking, no, Nikki Haley's from South Carolina. She was the governor. She's going to win. No, 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 no. She's getting skunked. New poll from South Carolina shows Donald Trump still the favorite to get the Republican nomination by 21 points. Nikki Haley gets 18. Then Tim Scott, who uh, just kind of announced an exploratory committee, he got 7%. And then uh, way down, way down there on the bottom, uh, no, actually no one supporting in the poll. Uh, Asa Hutchinson, the former Arkansas governor, waste of money, waste of money. Mike Pence, 5%. Mike Pompeo, 2%. Uh, New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu, 1%. Hutchinson did not earn any support in this poll because <laughs> he has no chance. He has no chance. Oh, and one other note here. Uh, Donald Trump is suing his former lawyer, Michael Cohen, for a half a billion dollars. I hope his soul got more than that. When he sold it, I hope he got at least a half a billion dollars for it, because Donald Trump is coming to it for it. Newsmax has confirmed the filing through a source familiar with Trump's legal team. The lawsuit is unrelated to the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg's uh, indictment, but uh, it accuses Cohen of violating his attorney-client relationship with Trump by revealing his confidences and spreading falsehoods. Half a billion dollars there, Mikey. Good luck with that. Uh, let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Like the show? You can help by subscribing and leaving a five-star review on both Apple and Spotify. It's free. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. Real heroes. Real conflict. Real threats. Real heart. Now, there's a place America gets its news. No agenda. Just the facts. Newsmax. Real news for real people. If you would like to chime in, 800-922-6680. Living the dream, people. Living the dream. I could say something like that. Making nightmares happen for Democrats every day. Something like that. Uh, Gabe Kaminsky is an investigative reporter for the uh, uh, for the Washington Times, and he's going to join us at the bottom of the hour uh, to talk about his latest, um, I'm sorry, examiner. I said Times, Ugh! examiner. He's awesome, and uh, he has a terrific new piece uh, on the Disinformation Index Foundation funded by our government to shut down conservative speech. This is the biggest story of our lifetimes. That this story alone, the government involvement in shutting down the free freedom of speech using COVID to really put the pedal to the metal, funding it to the tunes of millions and millions and millions of dollars to literally <clears throat> say your opinion 
if you disagree with the government, is disinformation. We're going to talk to him at the bottom of the hour. Oh, this is, uh, this is some more good news for the idiotic withdrawal from Afghanistan. Uh, the Taliban is putting a bounty on Afghan Christians. The Taliban are offering money for Afghans to turn in any Christians they know. Afghans are desperate, further heightening the security risk to Christians. Uh, you know, so they're going to start murdering Christians. This is what uh, terrorists do. This is what they planned on doing, you know. Afghans are burning anything they can, plastic, anything to create some warmth. This is causing air pollution, uh, the risk of disease, among other things, going on in Afghanistan. And now, of course, girls can't get educated. But, you know, they, they're doing the same thing here to some degree. We're taking uh, trophies away from women, the ability to communicate, or I, I should communicate, but, but uh, to compete, replacing women. Is this, is this a surprise? <laughs> it's kind of been going on uh, for a while in our country, erasing women. But there you go. That's what you get. Oh, before we get anything, let's uh, let's do this. Uh, the feature on the show we have not done enough of. I came up with this uh, this idea when we were in the throes of the uh, COVIDiacy that was happening and the COVID dictators who were uh, putting us through hell. And it was called uh, "Don't Catch the Stupid," because I realized a lot of the things they were making us to do to prevent us from getting COVID were stupid. Because if you just do a little research and have a little common sense, you realize that if it's the world's deadliest pandemic, why would the guy who's saying it's the worst deadliest pandemic immediately go to a baseball game to throw out the first pitch and hang out in the stands without a mask on? You know, why would the governor of California insist that all businesses are shut down, including restaurants, and go to the most expensive restaurant in California with a bunch of his buddies with no masks? Or why would Nancy Pelosi uh, insist that all of the hairstylists, all the hairdressers, everybody be closed in the state of California and insist that her dresser do her hair without a mask on, even though she had comorbidities, including being very old? Yeah, that's why I came up with uh, Don't Catch the Stupid, and hence this. Stupid, 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 stupid people, 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 people. Just plain stupid. Stupid is stupid, does mess with Who got stupid? Uh, California Democrat faced a backlash online after his proposal to create an ebony alert. Uh, it's a system geared at assisting in uh, ex exclusively locating black women and children who go missing. The ebony alert would create a new uh, alert system similar to the amber alert, but more ebony, you see. Yeah. Uh, it would be used for uh, missing black women and girls. Stephen Bradford apparently put this thing together, and it was to address the often ignored or lack of attention given to black children and young black women that are missing in California. Uh, you kind of wonder what they're going to do with the, the milk cartons. I mean, the punchlines are so terribly, terribly obvious, but I'm not going to go there. You know, I'm just saying. Maybe they could do, like, for people who are obese, they could put them on the uh, vitamin D whole milk cartons and the people who are really skinny you can put them on the skim milk cartons you know there are ways to do this you know there are ways to do this just to, you know the while we're while we're uh, segregating people in 2023 uh, this legislation sponsored by the NCAA in NAACP <laughs> California Hawaii State Conference following the creation are you ready for the really insulting racist crap that this is uh, you could tell a Karen came up with this because they came up with one uh, for indigenous people who are missing I'm not kidding this is real this is real so they, they came up with the ebony alert for missing black women and children and and they had already created a, a an alert system exclusively for locating 
indigenous people. Do you want you know what it is? Are you ready? The feather alert. They call it a feather alert. Democrats are so ungodly, stupid, racist, and they don't even know it. How insulting they are. I mean, what the hell? Well, if Irish people are missing, what's it going to be? A drunk alert? <laughs> Just it's a joke. I'm Irish. It's a joke. <clears throat> <laughs> this is so funny. So the administrate they administered the California Highway Patrol the uh, the feather alert. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! It's so it's so offensive. It's so fantastic. They're so stupid. The Ebony Alert System a great way to keep our black communities safe. Some have expressed concerns about the need for race specific alert system. Democrats love segregation. One Twitter user said, "God, these people are racist." Wrote another. Another Twitter user said, "We don't need an Ebony Alert. All children are covered under the Amber Alert." I don't think they segregate uh, missing children by milk carton, do they? A senior uh, writer for CNN warned against white people posting memes featuring black people lest they be digital of uh, uh, guilty of digital blackface last month. Remember that? Remember that? All of the ways that Democrats attempt to be uh, not racist, and they prove every single day that they are more racist than uh, than Republicans ever even dreamed of. Ever even. Stupid, 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 stupid people, people, people. Just plain stupid. Stupid is stupid, doesn't it? Who got stupid? You're too stupid to have a good time. Yeah, you are. You are. I wanted to share a little bit more of the Trump audio from uh, last night on uh, Tucker Carlson and um, this uh, new um, new uh, poll out. This is uh, from the University of Massachusetts. As far as uh, the uh, uh, top candidates you would select to be the Democrat uh, candidate, um, Joe Biden, um, right now, 28%. Kamala Harris, 6%. Bernie Sanders, 21%. Pete Buttigieg, 15%. Elizabeth Warren, 12%. Gretchen Hitler, Hit Whitler, sorry, Whitmer, 4%. Gavin Newsom, the poser, 4%. What a field they have. I mean, what a field they have. On the Republican side, Donald Trump, 59%. Ron DeSantis, 18%. Then Mike Pence, 10%. Then Nikki Haley, 4%. Then Tim Scott, 1%. Then Liz Cheney, 3%. Sure. Uh, And Chris Sununu, uh, 0%. Right now. But here is uh, Donald Trump last night. Uh, it is kind of fun. This is what Donald Trump, well, no, this is not fun. This is what Donald Trump talked about. Um, and I mentioned earlier, right now, if you look at who's in charge uh, in the White House, in his cabinet, we have a bunch of uh, inexperienced children who have no clue. Uh, just listen to him talk, if you don't believe. Just listen to him talk sometime. Here is a serious note from the former president, hopefully uh, soon to be new president, about how close we are to World War III. And this is real. I believe it's the most dangerous period of time in history. Number one, because we have people on top that are incompetent. That's number one. And again, China's fine if you know how to deal. Russia, if you know how to deal. Russia wasn't going into Ukraine with me. China wasn't going into Taiwan with me. No, 
Nope. I mean, now all you see is, you know, China with ships all over the place and sending airplanes and bombers. That wasn't happening with me. He knew you can't do it. Nope. And also, Russia knew you can't do it. They would have never done it. Mm-mm. The most dangerous period of time because of weaponry, because of nuclear, because of weaponry, most dangerous period of time in the history of our country and in the history of the world right now. And we have an incompetent person at the top. Yeah. And yesterday he had to have his son with him to tell him how to talk. As far as all the miscellaneous nonsense that's going on in the news, I'm here to focus on making fun of those people. All right. But the serious stuff, it's time to... To let adults be in charge. Donald Trump is a serious adult. Joe Biden is propped up. He's uh, infirmed. Uh, and and, he, and the, his cabinet, everybody in his administration, their children. And as much as I can make fun of all of the nonsense, we're in a very serious situation. And we have unserious people in charge who have no clue, no clue whatsoever. Dangerously ignorant, dangerously Stupid. This is pretty funny. This is Donald Trump talking about Emmanuel Macron of uh, Paris. Um, and what a giant butt kisser he is. Uh, and also, um, you remember when Joe Biden went over to Saudi Arabia and begged for money after making us energy dependent again, even though we sent on oceans of oil and natural gas? Uh, listen to this. You got this crazy world that's blown up and the United States has absolutely no say. And Macron, who's a friend of mine, is over with China kissing his ass. Okay, in China. I said, France is now going to China. Yeah. Uh, you take a look at Saudi Arabia. Look at what happened. They're great people. They wanted to help us. He goes over and gets a fist pump. You know what a fist pump means? What's Don't that? shake my hand because your hand's dirty. That's what a fist ah. pump is. They got it. And they were so insulted. Do you understand that? Yes. Oh, I don't want to shake your hand. Let's go fist pump. Yeah, you well, this crazy world is blowing up. A lot of people were and- saying that was COVID. <clears throat> the reason why uh, that he didn't uh, he didn't shake hands was his COVID, and then and then they said, oh no, Joe Biden did a fist bump because uh, the Saudi Prime Minister he is down, he is down. I'm king, I guess. Uh, he is down with what you you know a royal family member. I don't remember who he fist bumped, but it's because it's cool. And no, it was actually a profound insult. Actually, it was a, it was a profound insult to uh, Joe Biden and to the American people. But, of course, uh, we don't know that because we have a media that uh, is willing to cover Joe Biden's wrinkly old rear end all the time. Uh, Coming up, I want to share something really funny. Uh, AOC has changed her... her, the way she speaks to pander to people. It's not a surprise. It happens with Democrats. And then I've got some news from those uh, children who overtook the the uh, the legislature in Tennessee and uh, the two young people who were reinstated after committing an act of insurrection the FBI has not pursued. One of them is a total, total, total fraud. I said the other day he looked like you know a kid who dressed up in his dad's suit, standing in front of his mirror, attempting to be Malcolm X. And I'm going to share details on that transformation, too, on the other side of this break. This is The Rob Carson Show.
SS Titanic is going down, and there's no room on the door for Democrats. It's the Rob Carson Show. You know, the reason why Democrats, particularly white Democrats, get away with pandering in the most racist ways? Because it still works. Still works. You know, you heard uh, Joe Biden say, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. He said that on Charlemagne, the God's radio show. And it didn't have any uh, repercussions from it. You had uh, Hillary Clinton say, I'm in no ways tired. It's insulting. It really is insulting. Uh, it's like if, if I went to Ireland for a speech and I said, Oh, welcome here to Dublin. I'm Rob Carson. Really, honestly, you know, it's insulting. And, and uh, this is a pretty interesting headline. A video has gone viral of AOC appearing to put an accent on when she made comments during an address in New York. It was for uh, Al Sharpton's National Action Network. And the action, by the way, is taking your money and putting it into Al Sharpton's bank account that's the that's the action but here is a, a little bit of uh of this guy now this check this out <clears throat> so aoc raised in the suburbs uh her, her name was sandy cortez throughout college i don't even know if she could speak spanish uh but anyway she all of a sudden became alexandria when she ran for uh, office and she's white as white can be uh, honestly, Sandy Cortez. But uh, here she is at this speech. I want you to listen. Where she thinks that she is down with the struggle. Uh, I did that on purpose. Uh, because she was a bartender for a while. That's it. She was a bartender for a while. So here she is uh, attempting to be down with the struggle because she tended bar for a little while, which is a lot of people do when they have worthless college degrees. I'm proud to be a bartender. Ain't nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with working retail. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Folding clothes for other people to buy. There is nothing wrong. This is like uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s character in Tropic Thunder. With preparing the food that your neighbors will eat. You know, the food that your neighbors going to eat. Oh, girl, go on. Oh, girl, go on. nothing wrong with driving the buses <laughs> that take your family to work. Yeah, the wheels on the bus go around and round. There is nothing wrong with being a working person in the United States. Round and round. States of America. And round and around. And there is everything dignified about it. I yeah, let's do a little comparison of the old AOC versus the new AOC here. When Donald Trump tapped into this idea of make America great again, there... There were there was times of economic opportunity. She sounds very Caucasian, doesn't she? Wages rose until the 1970s. I'm proud to be a bartender. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with Ain't that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with working retail, folding. I'm surprised she didn't put a uh, line in there about uh, sipping on gin and juice. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just insulting, honestly. It's insulting. And then there's this, and then there's this. You know, you got these uh, these radical uh, children throwing a temper tantrum in Tennessee, and both of the uh, the young men, Justin Jones and Justin Pearson, aha, uh, they have been reinstated into the uh, into the legislature, and they're making this into some sort of uh, Selma, Alabama um, a movement, even though it's nonsensical. It's it's absolutely stupid. It's just spoiled children uh, marching in and uh, throwing a tantrum, temper tantrum, speaking out of turn. You 
using bullhorns to incite a crowd. Well, apparently, old uh, Representative Justin Jones was part of the rioting that happened in 2020. He had 15 charges ranging from trespass to assault during what uh, former Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin d determined was the summer of love. Did you know that? He was part of that BLM movement there. And then there's this uh, this other guy, Mr. Pearson. Now, Mr. Pearson was apparently an upstanding young gentleman in a mostly white college in 2016. He was. Here he is in 2016. He was running for, like, class president or something, as big boys do when they're in college. And here he is. This is uh, Justin Pearson just seven years ago. I'm Justin J. Pearson, and I'm running for president of BSG. There are a few reasons that we're running this campaign this year. One has to do with representation. How can we represent all voices? He almost sounds like Barack Obama when he was campaigning. In a conversation, I want to bring together different voices, dissenting voices, voices that may be more liberal or more conservative. Now you want to hear him this week? Are you, re are you ready? Here he is this week. All hope seemed to be lost. Representatives were thrown out of the state house. Democracy seemed to be at its end. Yeah. Seemed like the NRA and gun lobbyists might win. Oh, yes. But guess. oh, that was good news for us. Can I get an email? I don't know how long this Saturday in the state of Tennessee might last. It could last 24 hours. But oh, we have good news, folks. What is that good news? We've got good news that Sunday always comes. Yes, sir. After oh, Saturday, it's... after Saturday, it comes. It's called a weekend. Who's for us? I don't know how long this Saturday in the state of Tennessee might last. Uh, 24 hours, generally. But, oh, we have good news, folks. What is that? Yes, sir. We've got good news that Sunday always comes. Yes, and then Monday, and then Monday comes right after that. You see, you see what I mean there? That's, I should just do the entire show one day as Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah, just, just to do it. You know, maybe as Morgan Freeman. I think that might be even better. <clears throat> I can do a pretty good Morgan Freeman on the right day. Hold on. <clears throat> this is the Rob Carson show, and I want you to listen to my show today, and I want to give a shout out to my friend, Andy Dufresne, at Shawshank Princess. How about that? Is that good? Is that pandering? I don't know. Anyway, coming up, Gabe Kaminsky, Washington Examiner, about the deep state. You have no idea how the First Amendment has been shredded by this deep state. Stick around. Sleepy Joe. Joe Biden's been asleep for years. This has to be a wake-up call and shine a bright spotlight on anything like this behavior anywhere. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is a Rob Carson Show. Uh, a reporter that I really, really respect and uh, enjoy his uh, his tenacity and his work is uh, Gabe Kaminsky, and he works for the uh, Washington Examiner, and he has been doing some uh, uh, incredible work with regard to uh, disinformation network, uh, the government working with big social media, the mainstream media to shut down uh, freedom of speech and carry the uh, government uh, narrative, and he's got a new piece. It's uh, it's entitled, the headline is, Disinformation Network Blast Listing Conservative News Hides Tax Forms Over Harassment. Uh, Gabe joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Gabe, how you doing, my friend? Hey, Rob. Thanks for having me. Uh, you've been discovering a lot. You are uh, essentially doing some of the work uh, that we've seen Matt Taibbi, Michael Schellenberger do. 
to some degree, which is this giant uh, uh, government censorship industrial complex. Uh, your article talks about two groups tied to the global information in, or disinformation index, including a British entity blacklisting conservative media outlets, and they are refusing to disclose details about their operations. Uh, to make it digestible to people who are just hearing about this, what exactly are they trying to pull now? So the first thing I'd say is that the Global Disinformation Index is a British entity that is secretly feeding blacklists of conservative media outlets to advertising, to advertising companies, which means it is aiming to shut down conservative websites like Newsmax and the Washington Examiner that it views as peddling uh, uh, so-called disinformation. Now, this organization is funded uh, by the U.S. government, as we've reported, our new report details how there are two American nonprofit groups, a private foundation and a public charity, which are the American arms of the Global Disinformation Index. So these groups have received uh, taxpayer dollars, and they uh, uh, aid in the actions that the British group does. And so we requested uh, federal 2021 tax forms from the two American nonprofit groups, uh, and legally speaking, Groups like this have to provide them within 30 days, and they did provide them. But what we found is that those tax forms are significantly redacted. The board members, officers, uh, even portions of their phone number, who the books are in the care of, which means who takes care of uh, preparing those documents as well as the CPA. And the private foundation is not disclosing who donated to it $115,000. And so we went back to these organizations. And we asked simple questions. We said, because tax lawyers told us uh, uh, this is not legal. Uh, public disclosure copies have to be the same that are filed with the IRS. So they're, they're not providing us critical information. And what the group's lawyer told us is that they are claiming exemption under a little-known federal law related to harassment of nonprofit groups, so essentially claiming that the Washington Examiner uh, uh, is harassing them by requesting um, their tax documents. Alvin Bragg saying that, uh, kind of like Alvin Bragg saying that uh, Jim Jordan's subpoena is uh, is uh, an attack as well. Kind of that same sort of logic. You're just asking for facts, but they're saying you're you're harassing them. <laughs> right, and the, the primary issue here is that the statute and laws that they cite, and we have, first of all, I say first and foremost, we have no way currently. We do not have evidence that they have been approved for this exemption through the IRS. It's something the IRS has to rule on. But number two, even if the IRS did approve them for this, what tax experts said, people who have specialized in tax-exempt law for decades have said, they told our outlet this, that um, even this statute in IRS pertains to a coordinated campaign in which typically hundreds or thousands of people are requesting tax forms uh, as part of a coordinated campaign from a tax-exempt group. Um, and it also means that a group, if they're approved, cannot provide their tax forms at all to a requester. But this same statute makes no mention of groups being able to literally just selectively redact information on tax forms, making it unclear whether or not they were actually even approved for this exemption. 
Now, let me ask you this, Gabe, uh, because we know that the <clears throat> U.S. government had created a uh, uh, disinformation bureau. Uh, it was in the department of the DHS. We know that the DHS was very, very heavily involved in uh, working with big social media and the mainstream media to shut down what the government called misinformation or disinformation, which, by the way, it does not say whether it's true or not. You can know the truth and the government say it's disinformation because it's not the government's truth. Um, which came first, this uh, this British agency and these nonprofits, or the DHS's plan to create this disinformation bureau, or did they come together uh, as a part of a master plan to shut down freedom of speech? Well, I can't say definitively that these entities have been coordinating with DHS. I don't have any evidence of that, but I can certainly it's fair to say that it's part of a broader movement um, that has culminated uh, with uh, the the censorship, alleged censorship of uh, disfavored speech, a speech that people disagree with, and in that case, in this case, um, that is uh, independent media outlets um, like the New York Post, uh, like Reason Magazine, which is a libertarian news outlet, like Real Clear Politics, uh, places that maybe do not adhere uh, uh, to certain ideologies that maybe the Washington Post or Huffington Post may. Yeah, outlets on the British group's dynamic exclusion blacklist, which said that they were peddlers of disinformation, uh, included Newsmax, The Federalist, American Conservative, One American News, The Blaze, The Daily Wild. Did you watch uh, Elon Musk last night uh, talking to that BBC reporter? Did you catch any of that interview? I did not. I vaguely okay. saw it, but I did not watch it. Let me, let me, can I, I want to play a, a little soundbite about the concept of misinformation or disinformation. And I want to get your thoughts on it. This is Elon Musk yesterday. Do you think you prioritize freedom of speech over misinformation and hate speech? Well, you know, who's to say that something is misinformation? Um, who is the arbiter of that? Is it the BBC? Who is the arbiter of uh, misinformation and disinformation, Gabe. I would contend the only uh, organization that could be in a position to grant that would be related to the government. What do you suppose? Look, there are actual definitions of the term disinformation. Yes. Uh, the term disinformation, when used properly, pertains to information that is entirely false or misleading in order to sway uh, something, you know, a matter in a certain political direction. You mean kind of like uh, that uh, that uh, vaccines could actually prevent you from getting COVID? Go ahead. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, there, there is legitimate things such as disinformation that, you know, there's obviously websites yeah. that peddle and falsehood. The yeah. issue that we've uncovered is that the organizations targeted through this uh, disinformation, uh, you know, campaign are places that do publish reliable information, just that happens to be from a right-leaning or conservative perspective. Yes, and Gabe, I want to mention this, that when it comes to disinformation, not only can government be the only arbiter of what is disinformation, it appears in this case the governor was the government was the purveyor of it, the creator of it, and the people who are offering a counter to it were the ones who are being accused of spreading it. 
That's that's the remarkable thing about all of this. The government has been creating disinformation, like saying that Newsmax distributes legitimate disinformation, which isn't in fact disinformation. You see what I'm I'm getting at here? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I mean, I would I would say that the government didn't create the global disinformation index. They have provided resources to it. But I entirely what you mean is that, um, you know, your point on disinformation, these organizations have been peddling in their own disinformation and actual disinformation um, in a weird paradox by claiming um, that their political enemies are peddling disinformation or in the sense of the COVID lab leak theory, which we've covered, which is that the global disinformation index claims that there is no legitimacy to that hypothesis, which is still a hypothesis. But it seems very probable after the Energy Department determined that it was most likely the cause of COVID-19. Well, you you got to admit it, and you I don't know how long you've been a reporter, Gabe, but would, had you ever heard the word disinformation or misinformation? Uh, uh, it, it went from zero to, oh, yeah, oh, we've been using this word forever the last, oh, I don't know, about five years. And suddenly, out of nowhere, it's like, oh, yeah, that's disinformation. Well, I've never heard disinformation. Then I looked it up and discovered that uh, Joseph Stalin created the term disinformatia in 1923, and uh, it was anything that countered the government narrative. So had you ever heard of the term before the last five years, uh, disinformation being used? Well, so, this, yeah, the term disinformation in the run-up to the 2016 election essentially became a catch-all term for items that those on the left disagreed with. Yes. Um, prior to this, uh, it, I, yeah, I mean, I, it was not as popularized of a term. Uh, it, was not, it was not a speech in the public consciousness. It's probably pretty, pretty uh, niche. Uh, but now it's pretty clear that, you know, after the, the essentially many of these groups arose after the rise of Donald Trump uh, because of their disagreement with his policies. Do you do you find it? Uh, uh, and you're just a journalist. I mean, not just. You're a good. You're a great journalist. But uh, you know, you got Matt Taibbi. You got uh, Michael Schellenberger, who presumably I, I don't know where you are politically. I don't care, Gabe. To be quite honest. But Matt and uh, and Michael, they they're both very left of center. They're ACLU card carrying uh, leftists. Um, but they they uh, appear to be coming together for the sake of journalism. Do you see that uh, that, that that American journalism is at stake? And this could be a moment that actually brings journalists from either side of the political spectrum together to save the First Amendment? Well, look, yeah, I've spoken to both uh, Michael and Matt, and, uh, you know, their contention, look, is, is this not a political issue? Um, their notion is that this is a First Amendment issue. And I think that's what a lot of people have uh, uh, have been raising. Um, you know, in the past, the political left would have uh, expressed disgust with the idea of censorship of independent media, uh, but I suppose today there has, you know, we have not seen Democratic lawmakers raise concerns over any of our reporting, whereas uh, Republican lawmakers uh, have actually taken steps to uh, to investigate it. I think it's uh, it's fascinating. I think that we are about to see a Berlin Wall moment with regard to journalism uh, without firing a single shot. Um, so you got this new piece out, Disinformation Network Blacklisting Conservative News Hides Tax Forms Over Harassment. Uh, real quick, what are you working on, and where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at G.E. Kaminsky, G-E-K-A-M-I-N-S-K-Y. Uh, and, you know, we're continuing to follow uh, the disinformation uh, industry and continue to report on it.
I think you're doing a great job. I greatly appreciate you joining me, and I certainly appreciate your work, and let's get you on again very soon, my friend. Thanks, Rob. Take care. All right, take care. Again, uh, Gabe Kaminsky, K-A-M-I-N-S-K-Y, Washington Examiner. Uh, I put him right up there uh, with um, uh, John Solomon to some degree uh, and others uh, doing a yeoman's effort in defending uh, freedom of speech. Notice I, don't, I didn't ask him about his political affiliation. I don't care. He's telling the truth. That's the most important thing. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. The left has been waging a war on America for decades. That's not right. It's not fair. And we're quite simply not going to take it anymore. Honestly, it's not fair to the world. It's The Rob Carson Show. I had mentioned uh, a while ago that uh, Anheuser-Busch has lost $5 billion in stock value since uh, deciding that Dylan Mulvaney would be a good spokesperson. Anheuser-Busch is saying, oh, yeah, this was uh, this was not a corporate decision. This was done by uh, one of our marketing department, and uh, it was a mistake. We reach out to a lot of influencers, and this just happened to be blah, blah, blah. So anyway, they're saying they're trying to distance themselves from it uh, to, uh, to save a damaged brand, which, by the way, is the biggest money maker for uh, Anheuser-Busch so they just kind of stepped in and I got some uh, I got a brilliant summation of uh, of this uh, attack on women going on across the country in athletics in governments in uh, in everything making uh, trans uh, women the women of the year passing up women and uh, Candace Owens has a brilliant thought on that in a second but first if you need it explained to you schoolhouse rock throwback from Jim Gossett. I'm just a bill, but I want to be Jill. I'll become a girl. Yes, I will. Give me some time and I'll make myself pretty. If I don't make the girls team, it'll be a pity, but I know I'll be a gal someday. At least I hope and pray I'll be Jill, but today I'm still just a bill. <laughs> I'm just a bill, and I won't stop until a real woman's role I can fill. I'll make the girls swim team, they won't deny me. I got the whole package, that's clear to see. Everybody knows I live a life. Cause I'm still a guy, my name's Bill, a Bill who is mentally ill. Congratulations, <laughs> Bill. You're now a Jill. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. If you uh, if you want to uh, help out Jim Gossett and listen to uh, some of the great satire he does, you can hear it on the podcast of the show, which is at Newsmax.com slash listen. If you'd like to help uh, a brother out, as it were, uh, just go to Jim Gossett's Patreon page, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com, Patreon dot com, Jim Gossett Comedy, uh, because, um, it, you know, it, these attacks on conservatives uh, don't end at, uh, you know, going, the global disinformation index going after Newsmax. There are a lot of comedians, there are a lot of actors, there are a lot of other people who try to make their living, and as soon as they hear, you know, somebody hears, oh yeah, our Trump's a border, you know, they get, they get canceled. Hopefully we're turning that around. Um, this is a great observation, and I, and I said this, I said, where are the transgendered men? 
who are uh, on television saying that they've been men for the last 365 days. Where's that? And I said it's because the transgender movement perceives women as weak. It does. That's it. That's it. They perceive women as weak, and they they don't think that women will kick their asses. I just I'll just put it honestly. I don't usually like to use that that word, but that's it. They were they they don't think that women can kick their butts. But I'm going to tell you, women can kick your butt in a million ways, and you wouldn't even know about it until you woke up and went, "Holy crap! What just happened?" So women are fighting back, and here is what Candace Owens said last night. There is a post-analysis that needs to happen here on why it is that Dylan Mulvaney, for 365 days, was able to openly mock women, to openly yeah. take the spaces of women, to get contracts from Ulta Beauty, to take you know contracts from other women, all these sponsorships, and nobody cared. Until suddenly, Dylan Mulvaney traversed into a male space, oh. and it became unacceptable. Why? Because men don't <laughs> tolerate this level of lies in the way that women do, right? <laughs> We respond emotionally and not rationally. I'm Chaz Bono for Bud Light. Rationally. We should have been the ones to put an end to Dylan Mulvaney, but we didn't because we feel bad. And shouldn't we just feel bad for men that want to be women no. and mock us and put on lipstick and pigtails and call themselves a girl? Yeah. I think not, Tucker, but woke culture says yes. Yeah, you know what? It's uh, it's nonsense. It's insulting. If, in fact, Dylan Mulvaney was just being a cartoon of women, then I would be fine with it. If he's just like, oh, look, hey, I'm a woman, and now I'm going to show you how to put on eye makeup while I drive, then that would be a parody. It would be mildly offensive, but it would be a parody. This is somebody who is mentally insane, who spent his entire life as an attention uh, W-H-O-R-E, and uh, been, you know, Price is Right, been on uh, TV, acting like a buffoon, and the only way it could up his ante as a white male is to become a white female. That's it. And uh, corporate America is willing to just go to the ends of the earth to placate that person at the expense of women around the country. There you go. Nice job there, Candace. All right, let's take a break and come back, wrap things up. This is the Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, it's Carson. If you don't know already, I am live in the famed Rush Limbaugh slot, noon to three Eastern Standard Time on talk radio stations across the country, and the replay of every show is available everywhere you find podcasts. Just search Rob Carson Show. Make sure to check out my TV show on Newsmax called Rob Carson's What in the World. Follow me on social media, and above all, don't catch the stupid. stupid, stupid. 